This is a special edition of Fanboy Podcast on Batman Return of the Cape Crusaders. Fanboy podcast on Batman Return of the Caped Crusaders. My name is Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ryan Haupt. Hello there, true crime believer fighters. <laughs> and stepping in today to fill out the animated brain trust is Ron Richards. Hello, good to be here. Finally. And we are the uh, Fanboy Animated Brain Trust. We like to talk about the DC animated films that come out. This is actually not, Ryan, a DC animated original film. This is a DC classics animation, I believe it said on the box. Oh, a new dis- a new, is that a new distinction now? Substrata? It seems to be some sort of substrata of their de- of the animation uh, team. You wanted to say animation brain trust because like like the animation brain trust, which is a substrata of iFanboy, this happens in rooms at iFanboy's headquarters that I don't even know about. Right. Connor and Ryan disappear, and I was like, what's going on downstairs? I gave him the code, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, why, that's why you want a geologist on board. I can find areas of the cave that no one's found before. <laughs> so this DC classic original movie is uh, the first animated uh, anything done. Well, that's not true. It's the first animated film set in the Batman 66 world, as it's now called officially Batman 66. You know, way back in the old days, and like Super Friends and stuff, Adam West and Burt Ward voiced Batman and Robin for those cartoons. But this is the first uh, cartoon to take place specifically in that world. And the reason why Ron is here is because I know Ron and I have spent lots of time uh, enjoying talking about Batman 66. Yes, it's. Fa- I mean, it's it's fascinating because I feel like the 1966 television series Batman is something that uh, I grew up with. I know you did, Connor. I know a lot of people our age back when it was on syndication. Yep. It was on in the afternoons when we came home from school. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Have enjoyed it uh, since then, and then at the same time also hate it because of what it did to the me- mainstream perception of comics. <laughs> well, that's that's. I, I wanted to talk about this before we got into the film itself. So, Ryan, you are. Mm-hmm significantly younger than Ron and I. So much younger. Um, what is your, A, relationship to Batman 66, and B, thoughts on it in general? Um, my relationship was mostly a VHS copy of the 1966 movie. Right. Was that when the movie came out? Yeah, or, uh, 67, I think. It was later, yeah, yeah. It was later than the 66, yeah. And, and that was on heavy rotation in my household as a child. It was, you know, I probably watched that, Back to the Future, and Star Wars, and Indiana Jones in about equal measure. So uh, absolutely adore the Batman 66. My dad uh, grew up watching it when it was on air, so he would also uh, enjoy it with me, and we would, you know, joke about... Uh, Make make all the in jokes right. of you know holy holy hypotenuse and that kind of stuff when I'm doing my math homework, <laughs> and plus um, <laughs> plus my my dad is named Bruce and he had a similar uh, hairstyle to Adam West and he was a surgeon or is a surgeon so he was gone a lot and so young Ryan was suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what I find fascinating about the the phenomenon of the Adam West 
Burt Ward Batman is that, you know, I know a lot of comic fans, we've all know, we've, we've seen, you know, the Batman 66 comic come out in, the, in recent years with Mike Allred, you know, mainly doing the art on it, which has been uh, fantastic to, to look at. Uh, I haven't read much of those comics, so I can't say whether they're good or not. But, um, uh, but I mean, and, and I, this was news to me uh, until very recently, but the entire Batman 66 is a licensable franchise yes. that's just out in the world. That's I mean, why if you go, you've seen if, everything. That's why the, the, yeah, the, the Blu-rays came out. Yeah, I don't know if it was a chicken and the egg between the comic book or the property, but like you know, last time I was in Vegas, the casino was filled with Batman '66 slot machines. Um, I know recently in my own personal hobby interest world, they just uh, came out with a Batman '66 pinball machine, which is all the TV show with clips of the TV show and all that sort of stuff. So like, there's a lot of Batman '66 product out in the world. Yeah, I think the comic came out in conjunction with the license opening. With that. So the license, you know, for years, fans, you never got any merchandise because the license was all screwed up between the networks and, and DC and all the different companies. The, the, um, the, uh, uh, the, what's the guy, the, the, the announcer who was also the executive producer of the show. Um, the, that company owned part of it. The Jack, are, Jack Nance? <laughs> not Jack Nance. It was an H. Um, uh, uh, Napier. Now, Alfred Napier? 20th Century, Fox, 20th Century Fox owned part of the rights. DC owned part of the rights. I think uh, ABC, Al- ABC owned part oh, of the rights. I'm, I'm sorry. Alan Napier played Alfred. He wasn't yes. a producer of the show. No. <laughs> William Dozer. But I, William Dozer. William Dozer. That's it. Yes. So the rights are really convoluted. And then finally they got it all worked out. That's why the market's been flooded with all this merchandise. Why the Blu-rays came out. Why you've got this animated film. Why there's a car, there's a comic. Um it's been great for me because I'm a big fan of it. I know, as Ron, you just said that it it's a, it could it could be a touchy subject among comics fans because it did create the image of comic books in most people's minds that hasn't been as strong lately, but still kind of there. But well, I mean, if you, I mean, it, you mean the whole Biff Bam Pow comics aren't just for kids anymore, and exactly. also the, the, gonna, the, the hokey tone, and you know, yeah, I was gonna say it's fueled hack uh, headline headlines for right, years. Right. So. But for me, I loved it because it was a personification of Silver Age comics, and oh, totally! It was—I fact- mean, it was. It, it bled pop. It, not only was it a personification of Silver Age comics, but it also of the time of Warhol yes. and like pop sensibility of the mid '60s. Uh, it's it's a it's a fantastic uh, time capsule in that regard. And even some of the episodes were direct adaptations of comic of comic books from that from the Silver Age. So th- these were yeah. these were. Silver Age comics come to life, and I love. I always love that about them. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not. I I got no problem with the show. I love it. So let's talk about the uh, cartoon, which is a 78 minute uh, cartoon movie, uh, which I had a lot of fun with, and I thought it did a really good job. There's a couple of things that you know were a little weird, and we we can talk about. Uh, Ryan, do you remember way 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 back when we t- talked about that Batman um, anthology movie they put out? Right around the time that the Dark Knight returns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I do remember that. Yeah, and how was we that... talked about how weird it was that they had one of the stories featured a like a twenty-five-year-old Bruce Wayne, and because it, it was done by like an anime director in an anime studio, and so he looked like a classic anime character, but it still had Kevin Conroy's voice yeah, coming yeah, out. Kevin and Conroy's it... old voice coming out of a twenty-five-year-old anime character, and it took me a while to get around Adam West and Burt Ward and Julie Newmar doing the the voices for the because the characters look the same, but. Adam West, Burt Ward, I thought did a pretty good job of sounding younger, but 
I thought Adam West did a better job than Burt Ward. Oh, I, I, I agree with Connor. I think Burt Ward sounded like Burt Ward, but, um, but Adam West, you could hear the age in him. And maybe that's because I, we know, I know how, you know, like I've seen him like, and, and yeah, Adam West is definitely still more in the public eye than, yeah. But what's what, what's funny, Connor, is that actually I had less of a problem with Adam West or Burt Ward or Julie Newmar and more of a problem with the lack of Cesar Romero or Burgess Meredith. Well, they're dead. Well, no, I know that. But <laughs> by by having by ha- and, 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 you know, God well, rest their souls. Come on. The, fanta- the, some, the big one was the Frank. Oh, and, and I'm sorry. How can I how can I miss my favorite of them all? Um, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Frank, Frank Gorshin. Yes. Frank Gorshin yeah, is the Frank Riddler. Gorshin. Although um, whoever they got to do the voice, I thought did a. The best job with Frank Gorshin's well, that, Riddler. I, yeah, I agree. I think I think the the Riddler was the closest to doing a Frank Gorshin impression. Yeah. Uh, the Joker, every now and then, the, they had the laugh down, but that was just about it. And the Penguin just paid no yeah. mind or respect to the legacy of Burgess Meredith. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't get a wah, wah, wah <laughs> there was, once. You're right, there was no wah. so William Sailors was the Penguin. Wally Wingert was the Riddler, and. Uh, Jeff Bergman was the Joker. I thought Jeff Bergman had had uh, Cesar Romero's cadence down occasionally. Um, occasionally, I thought Wally Winger did a passable Frank Gorshin impression, uh, but it really made me miss him. I, uh, Frank Gorshin yes. was not the best villain by far on the t- original TV show. I mean, the Riddler was the best villain. Frank Gorshin was the best person playing a villain. He was, for me, the star of that show, other than you know the two main characters. Yeah. Yeah, he oh, yeah, was. No. I mean, anytime, anytime he was on screen, you couldn't take your eyes off him. He was electric. It was awesome. Yeah, and it really, and it really fueled a, a strong appreciation for Frank Gorshin's work. Beyond that, I mean, like he was, he was on Star Trek: The Original Series. Yeah. Like he, 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 I mean, like he's, he was one, one of my favorite actors from the '60s. And I'm glad that at least in this, you know, since he's passed away, in this, you know, the the voice actor portraying him picked up the little nuances to his cackle and to the way. He yeah, you got to get the, you got to make the laugh distinctive from the Joker's laugh. That's, right. That's, that's key. To this day, but, uh, the only person that Ron and I ever went to talk to at San Diego Comic Con up, up, up in the sad celebrity alleyway was Frank Gorshin. Not not only not only went up to talk to, but like excitedly went up <laughs> yes. to talk. To. And it was and it was the saddest collect. It was like Frank Gorshin hanging out with Chewbacca yeah. and Jeremy and and Boba Fett. Like Jeremy it was Bullock, like this. Yeah. It, yeah, Jeremy Bullock and and uh, and who plays Chewbacca? My God, I'm losing it. Um, <laughs> the point anyway, is though but, that that it yeah. he I we, we love Frank Gorshin, but Peter uh, Mayhew. Peter, Peter Mayhew. Mayhew. So, Wait, yeah. but how how did the encounter go? Was he sad or did you enjoy talking to him? Oh no, he was. Story. Well, keep in oh, mind no, this was, was 2001, he, so you're not going to get a blow by blow of the conversation. He he, but no, I I remember this much. He was not impressed by any means. <laughs> That's true. I, I remember. I, I remember exactly what he was wearing, and uh, I don't know if it was before lunch. I think it was right before lunch because he was not happy to be there. But uh, <laughs> but still, it's a it's a great memory of mine, and yeah, and so it's good. But no, but I, and the thing is that like Cesar Romero and Burgess Meredith to me embody a lot of of you, you, Connor. You're right. I, I mean, Frank Gorshin was great, but when I think about Batman '60s, think I think of Cesar Romero with the white makeup over sure. the mustache. And and Burgess Meredith with the with with the with the wah noise and just like do and it's the collection of all of them and I, I I was disappointed to see they kind of only did it about half as good as they could have. Well, what's interesting um, I thought was that a lot of the touchstones of the of the series weren't included, and I would put the wah wah in that yep. kind of thing. So I I made a list as I was watching it. Um, things that were bizarre like the Batcave layout was reversed. 
Yep. Um, they didn't have the names on the bat poles when they jumped down them. I was all excited to hear atomic batteries to power turbines to speed when they got in the back. Oh, field. yeah, they just, I they missed didn't that. Do that. I mean, they kind of did it for the rocket launch, but they didn't do it for the car. Well, um, they, and they, they, sh- did... they showed it to you with the car. They showed you yeah, pressing the turbines the button, but, like, yeah. Uh, you got to hear them say it. The design of the front of the police headquarters is just so iconic and is still standing on the Warner Brothers lot. You can you can still go and see it. it was different. Alfred yep. didn't have a snow white mustache. Uh, there was no window cameo when they walked up the side yeah, of the building. Yeah, the window cameo. Um, yeah. Uh, 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 what was what was weird? Commissioner Gordon had a mustache. Yes. Whereas in TV show he didn't. Right. So there, you was, know? there was so, a lot yeah. of weird things like that that were. I don't know if this it was a rights thing. I don't know why they decided to change those things. But I mean, you know, Robin gets in the car. He says atomic batteries to power turbines to speed, and that's and they go. And I didn't yeah. yep. know why they didn't even include that line. Of yeah, Julie, I mean, and like, Julie and I do that when we get into cars. Like it's <laughs> still part nerds. of my life. Yeah. Um, but but I thought it was interesting, like, like the Batcave being weird. I just I, I I thought I'm like, oh, maybe we're looking at it from a different angle that we couldn't see from the TV show right, because it was true. a two dimensional set. But then they changed the angle and it the layout was all wrong. I'm like, oh, that's weird. But we got to see like the full cave, you know, where we never really saw the full length of the cave, which I thought was kind of well. There was definitely cool yeah. things they got to do here that you never yeah. could have done in the show, like see the full cave. Or, or 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 launch a rocket ship, <laughs> like a ro- launch a rocket ship into space and have a battle in space. I mean, that stuff was really cool. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I but you know it, I I had a really fun time. I just you know as a big fan of the show, I was like, well, why didn't they? Do, oh, mm-hmm, why didn't they do that? And then you know right. it was fine. But well, I I, th- I thought what was interesting was was that um uh yeah little things like that were kind of odd. But like also, you know, like with this, I was like, okay, how are they going to play this? Is the tone of the show going to be in the spirit of the 60s show or is it going to be nudge, nudge, wink, wink? It's 2016 and we know this is all hokey and cheesy. And I couldn't tell what it was doing from moment to moment. Because sometimes – It rode the line between the two. It rode the line a lot to the point to the to a distracting point where I was like, all right, commit to one, you know, like, right. are we going to make sexual innuendo between uh, Batman and Robin or are we not? Are we going to, you know, are we going to play up the pop sensibility or are we going to make fun of it? And it was that that kind of that kind of, you know, I and I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed revisiting these characters, but I feel as if they couldn't decide they were trying to do both. They're trying to have their cake and eat it, too. Yeah, I felt like the, the Aunt Harriet storyline was the farthest out of left field for me. Cause I mean, yep. she was always such a bit player on the show, which I guess it's nice that they expanded her role, but expanding it in such a weird innuendo way. It, it also was weird. I thought just pacing wise, you know, what was the plot of this movie? Yeah. And it was, there was like three plots. But what I thought was interesting that they didn't do was, so for the kids who don't know, Batman aired twice a week originally. So it would air, I think it was Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Same but, bat time. So the first, the first episode would be set up the story, introduce the villain, and then the villain commits a crime, Batman and Robin stop, go to stop them, and they get caught in a death trap. And then there would be a cliffhanger, and then it would get resolved in the second episode of the week. Yeah. I was really surprised they didn't take that format for the film. At all. Because you, you, it's almost the same amount of time. So, yep. You know, arc it to the middle midpoint where there's a cliffhanger death trap, which there was with the with the TV dinner, but that was really early on in the in the movie, and then yeah. resolve it with it. With I thought for sure we'd get that kind of thing too, which we didn't get. Although I really liked the death trap, I liked the fact that the lemon dessert was enough to <laughs> resolve the ropes on him. Um, this is the first time I'll advocate having dessert first, Robin. <laughs> I- 
I, I, it, yeah, I, I, I expected to get some sort of, you know, a break or something like that, especially seeing the running time was about the length of three episodes right. of the TV show. But I get why they wouldn't want to do that. But probably about halfway through this, like shortly after the the TV dinner death trap scene, right at the beginning of the Batman going evil uh, right. section. Um, I, I paused it and I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> like <laughs> this got this got dark and sardonic quickly. <laughs> yes, um, which I, I actually give him credit for because you don't. I didn't see it really coming, even though they telegraphed it pretty well. But once he got, yeah. it's like, wow, he's being a dick. Once he like, fired Alfred, that's why I was like, "What's going on?" Was, <laughs> I really enjoyed like, Bob oh. Alfred on Skid Row. That was might have been my favorite. Bit. <laughs> yeah, he's collecting <laughs> that was, garbage. That was great. <laughs> yeah, no, but once once he fired Alfred, and then then then, then once the shock of that settled, um, and I was like, "Oh, the Catwoman thing. He's infected." Right. And then, but like. Then I mean I will admit I laughed when then he starts replicating himself and Batman takes over Gotham right. and what I like is that he's installing Batman's in different seats of power and the only way you can denote that is by the, what hat they're wearing. <laughs> right, right. When, they, when, when they when they got to the pastry chef and the, oh, that was amazing. <laughs> Gotham deserves a lingerie who appreciates science. <laughs> so good. It got, it was, I, I enjoyed the second half more when when it got wacky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also like the joke about just how incompetent the GCPD were that they couldn't handle a shoplifting case without bat- calling Batman in. Or truancy yeah. amongst high school students. <laughs> I like that. And then, I, then, and then once they did the jailbreak, in which uh, they Robin and, and Catwoman helped bust out, and I will talk about that team up in a second. They helped bust out all yeah. these criminals. Um, I didn't think I get to see like Egghead or Shame or yeah. uh, Sandman. King Tut, King my Tut. favorite. Like, I didn't expect to see all those guys. It was awesome. Like, you know, I love all those characters. And the Egghead threw eggs at him. Thanks to that prison breakout scene, they definitely were able to give me as a fan, I got I got a little taste of everything I wanted from a movie about these characters, right? right? You know, like, ooh, there's Egghead, there's ba- there's King Tut, there, you know, there's the, the who's the Robin Hood guy? Oh, that um, was, it was Art Carney, but I don't know if I remember. Oh, yeah, Art Carney, was. man. But um, Batman book right here. I'm looking through it. Yeah, but uh, it, so so they definitely paid attention to giving us, you know, everything that we'd want out of this, which right. so, you know, fan service or you know, get, you know, serving you know, serving your audience. I guess that's fan service, but you know, I'm fine with it. It was it it, it the, the big fight scene was funny. And this it, entire it, it movie happens. is fan service. I mean, yeah. it exists solely for that reason. But uh, yeah, the fight scene was great, and then. Um, I liked actually the dynamic of Robin and Catwoman having to team up when Bat- after Batman goes nuts. Yep. Despite the fact that it really exposed that Julia Newmar sounded really, really old. She got older late as it went on. Yeah. Like she, I, I didn't notice it until the very until towards the end. I was like, oh yeah, she is older. But um, well, my big thing with this is that you know, so so Robin and Catwoman team up to to you know save Gotham from Batman and. Uh, and then the, the the he gets cured. The antidote thing happens, and the dust settles, and all the duplicates fade away. And then they're just like, okay, well, let's go get the real. Like Batman just took over the city. You're gonna let him get away with it? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I understand he was chemically altered, but there's still repercussions. Right for a guy so rigidly law and order, you think he'd put himself in jail? Right, yeah, because it's like it wasn't just like a, a fun little neat little thing. He took over the city. Right. <laughs> 
He was the mayor. He was the yeah. police commissioner. He was the pastry <laughs> chef. He was the host of the TV show. Like, uh, I liked it when it got goofier. I liked the space stuff. Um, I like when I, like, I really, really liked when Batman took over the the police headquarters and he said Begora. Yes. Yeah, that was hilarious when he the Irish cop, the stereotypical Irish cop, Chief O'Hara, <laughs> who was played by Thomas Thomas Lennon from the state. I didn't think he was great. Uh, yeah, well, I love Thomas in it, Lennon, so. but I didn't think I didn't think his voice was great. But it was fun. It, and it's fun to be in that world. It's fun to see those character designs. They're such. They're. I mean, they're so iconically sixties. You yeah. know that that Catwoman design is really it still remains really great. I like the little gag about there being three different Catwomen. That was, yeah, that was funny. very clever. Very clever. Well, they didn't do it with, with the Riddler, but um, <laughs> but uh, it, I had a great time watching this. I mean, ultimately, Ryan, what did you think overall? I, I just I had so much fun with this. Like, I just gave into it from you know the first frame and just enjoyed the ride and had a lot of fun and smiled and laughed and giggled and got excited for the like you said the fan service. But was what was what I went in wanting. So I'm happy. Ron, overall? Yeah, overall, it was amusing. It was fun. I, 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 78 minutes was a long time to yes. spend in this world. <laughs> and I, I don't know if uh, it going dark and weird in the middle made it better or worse. Uh, but, you know, like this is this was a great, you know, visit to a, you know, to a type of characters that I, I have a lot of fondness for. And and. You know, they. I think they, like I said earlier, they they gave you what you wanted in a lot of degree, and they you know nailed it. But I mean, like once they went out, like once they got into the Bat rocket ship, yeah. and we're talking about the the you know Batman asking Robin if he's brave enough to go into space, and they're talking about the sacrifice of astronauts. Like that's the and and also the the when they didn't jaywalk. Right. Like that was like, <laughs> like those are the things that I thought like just them crossing the street, like waving to the car that stopped to them was great. Like the, those are the great stuff that I expect from Batman 66, which is a blast. And yeah, and again, like, yeah, of course, of course, Batman has a rocket ship just in case he needs to go to space. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it was I, I can't say it wasn't a ton of fun. I mean, we can nitpick and we can talk yep. about, you know, things like that. But it was, you know, like I, I don't think it was perfect you know like you know for a lot of the reasons that you talked about earlier connor from your list um but it was definitely a blast it was it was it was a fun little escape from my day i think we need to talk about a little bit about adam west and burt ord adam west for better or worse is is this version of batman his career was pigeonholed almost worse than anybody's but he does it so well oh well he really understood the the irreverent tone where he had to be the he had to play the straightest of straight men in order yeah. for the show to work, for to be, they, him and Robin had to be the straightest straight men characters for this yep. madness to, to work around them, and um, he's got he's leaned into it. You know, Burt Ward obviously wasn't too happy about it if he read his book about being typecast, but Adam West eventually just like fuck it, I am this guy, um, I'll lean into it, and he he nails all of those completely dry line, re- line readings. I mean, they are yeah. they are dry as a bone, and he he's so good at it. He's so good at it. I mean, he. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, yes. It 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 typecast them or pigeonholed him or whatever. But I mean, he 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 does it. He did. It was great. It was just great. And like to hear him back in the saddle again was awesome. And yeah, and going back to that astronaut scene and the jaywalking scene and all this other stuff. And and even the 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 Wayne Manor scenes yep. when they're you know when they when when he's as Bruce Wayne and and his ward um, and Alfred and even I mean the the aunt you know what's her face aunt what's her name again Harriet. And Harriet, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, Ryan, you're right. She wasn't a main part of the TV show for a lot, large part of it, but I remember her, and I remember that. Oh, she was and, a big part. She was there to make yeah. sure they weren't didn't seem too gay. 
Right, yeah. <laughs> but that's why, that's why they made that, the editor, yeah. Yeah, but they use that in this movie to make them seem like they're gay. So it's like... And a quick correction, uh, Ryan was correct. The movie did come out in 66. Oh, okay. Wow, how about after that? After the first season. Sometimes you can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> it's still my favorite line of any movie ever. It's amazing. Yeah. And when I didn't, I didn't catch it, but when Julie pointed out to me that that's the entire third act of Dark Knight Rises, it just made my day. <laughs> Oh, there was a couple of references to other Batman things in here. There was the... One, oh, there was You Want to Get nuts. nuts. Let's Get Nuts. And then there was another one. I think that was a reference to something from the Nolan films. But there was definitely some sly references to the other Batman uh, properties yeah. in this one. Yeah. Um, I w- I, and I couldn't... How did you feel about that, Connor? Because like when he said, you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. And when one, at first I chuckled, but then I was like, oh. That line I didn't mind because... You know, that's the point where Batman's going dark and crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a commentary on that, right? So, like, it's a, it's a reference to the dark Batman and when he's being the dark Batman. <laughs> I didn't mind it. If, it had been, if, if there had been many more of them, I probably would have minded it more. That's, a, that's, a, that's fan justification at his best. <laughs> and I, I, respect, I respect that. So there you go. <laughs> so now we're getting a sequel, apparently. No, really? Yeah, there's, they've announced the second one, which is going to star William Shatner as Two-Face. Really? Yes. Which, um, as people may know, Two Face never made it into the show. The rumor was he was yeah. he was set for the next season, the fourth season, but he never made it into the show. So they've, they've cast Shatner, and I think it's brilliant on two fronts. One, Shatner is great; his voice is Hell great. Yeah. But two, he would have been the he would have been great on the show in the sixties. He would have been the kind of guy if he wasn't playing Captain Kirk and Star Trek at the exact same moment. He would have been the great kind of actor to play a Two Face originally. Yeah. So yeah, if they have, they they draw him to look like young Shatner and they have Shatner's voice, yeah, I think that, that could, could be, cool. be something really interesting. Now, no okay. word yet, I'm, but I'm really going to need a Batgirl in here somewhere. Yeah, and 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 is Yvonne Craig still alive? No, She's still she alive, died right? a couple years ago. Oh, she died. Oh well. Oh well, yeah. But they should get Batgirl in there because I remember. I remember. Do and maybe I'm alone in this, but do you remember watching the show? Waiting watching the opening, watching the opening credits, and when the Batgirl motorcycle cut in, came in, like getting excited because that meant a it was a later episode, but it was a rarer episode, and it was like it was it was a whole burst of energy that wasn't there prior. You know, she died last year. <laughs> also, that. she and Julie Newmar very important to my sexual growth as a child. Well, yeah. let's 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 leave that. To this the show came out with the, the, so the big deal when Ron and I were kids was that I think it was when we were in junior high school was that they were bringing this back to syndication for the first time, like, in a real way. So yeah. they put it on, I think it was like 5 o'clock every day, and they ran the whole series through in order. Um, so, every, you know, every day we all ran home from school. And, uh, but, and before that, you just saw random episodes here and there, but this was the first time they were actually doing all, the whole series. Yeah. I remember that being a huge deal at the time. Yeah, I'd like to see Batgirl. I'd, I'd hope they don't wait for a third film to introduce her, like they, she came in the third season. But, uh, you know, it's fun. I'd like to, maybe now they've gotten a lot of the fan service stuff out of the way, they can, they can just tell a really solid Two-Face story. Um, yeah. and maybe they can correct some of these problems. Maybe they can have Burt Ward say atomic batteries to power turbines and speed, and we can all live in a happier world. I wonder what that conversation was like. Because you got to say someone's like, oh, should we do that? Like, no, no, let's show them pressing the buttons. And we've heard that all before. Like, I wonder what the, the, the convincing argument was not to do stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. If you're a fan of this show... Uh, not the show, of the, of the TV show Batman. Uh, or of this show. Or, or, this show. or of this show. I think you'll really <laughs> like this. I think it's fun. It captures yeah. the spirit. It, it allows them to sort of play in a world in a bigger way that they couldn't on TV. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. This is this is a blast. And if you like if you like the comic book, if you like these characters, if you you know if this is your jam, this is your Batman. Then then I don't see how you don't watch this. Ryan, this was more fun for me than the last five or six films we watched. Yeah, totally. I'm, Other than the Bruce Timm uh, alternate reality one, I was like, wow, this is way yeah. more fun than that Suicide Squad movie. Gods and Monsters is that yeah. the one you're talking about? Gods and Monsters was the only one lately I've really enjoyed. So I had a lot of fun doing this. I'm looking, if they want to put another one out, well, then I'm all for it. Yep, I'm. I'm just excited. I mean, I liked your point about them making Two Face look like young Shatner, but I'm curious to see since we never saw what that character actually looks like. I'm curious to see them design a character from scratch to fit in with this world. I think that's going to be a lot right, of fun. Sixties like so. version of uh, Two Face. Yep, yep. So I'm looking forward to that alone in the sequel, as well as all the the joy and delight I had uh, watching this. I'd also like to point out before we leave, I laughed three or four times at some of Robin's insults. And, like, he really didn't like Catwoman. And I'm struggling to remember them right now, but I, I remember laughing out loud three or four times at, at his, yeah. uh, his, uh, that, his Catwoman insults. That, yeah, that, that, was, that was a very odd relationship. Uh, both, and, both, and, like, they had her saying, I'm going to regret this, like, how many times? <laughs> I also but, laughed really uh, hard when Commissioner Gordon called Batman a paladin of something. <laughs> One of those, like, crazy alliterative phrases they used to string. Yeah. Will the dynamic duo defy death yet again? Yeah, <laughs> man. Holy faster, pussycat kill kill was funny. Yeah, yeah, that was that was funny. Um, no, hey, you know, like what, what's his name? Napier? No, whoever they got, Dozer. <laughs> they they created a great a great little pocket universe where this crazy stuff happens, and it was you know like to this day I'll I'll pull up the movie and watch you know watch clips from the movie just because it's I mean we've always said you can't get rid of a bomb and stuff like that, so it's 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 nice to be able to revisit it with new material. Cool. All right, so if you want to yeah. talk about uh, Batman Return of the Kid Crusaders, you can go to fanboy.com. There'll be a post on this show there. You can also find other podcasts, including our weekly Pick a League podcast that Ron and I do with our friend Josh. We talk about the week's comics and our other special edition shows like the Doctor Strange show, and we'll have a Star Wars Rogue One show coming up soon. And all those things are found on fanboy.com uh, every week. And uh, So until next time, holy history, Batman. <laughs> Stay vigilant out there. <laughs> And don't jaywalk. <laughs> <laughs>